Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up? Welcome back to Candyland. Yes, we love it here. And tonight we have our second guest and we are just so grateful for this journey right now. I feel like we're being led to so many amazing people and so many amazing frequencies are like shifting all around us. And we want to bring Jasmine to the floor. How are you doing, girl? I am doing pretty great. It's a wild and weird time in my life, and I'm excited to be here in the middle of it, getting an opportunity to talk to both of you. Yeah, we are so excited to have you here. Rampage has been talking so much about you, and the chat that we had going, the group text to schedule this was popping, and so I'm really excited to learn about you. I knew I wanted to connect with you because you have Saturn in your name and I'm in my Saturn return and Gemini will start hers when it goes into Pisces. But Saturn has been like this big part of my life the last three years. And it's been like really rewarding. Honestly, I think that I leaned into it instead of being afraid of it because I'm more like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like those shadowy, like hard things because they teach you a lot. And so I know anyone that's connecting with Saturn is really doing their shadow work. And those are the people that we love connecting with because we like people that are authentic and that are walking the talk that they talk. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you guys' uh, big three? Okay, so my big three, I'm a Cancer Rising, and I am a Taurus Sun. I also have Venus and Mercury in Taurus, and then I have a Libra Moon. So very Moon and Venus energy. So cute. (laughs) I'm a Gemini Sun, a Sagittarius Moon, and a Scorpio Rising. Okay, all right. I see you, Scorpio Rising. I'm a Capricorn Sun. Scorpio moon Aquarius rising so that's where that's where my name um on the internet Saturn Saturn comes from so just hearing you rampage talk about you know the shadows and uh that kind of work and what it brings into our life I was like okay we need to get it out of the way I need to know what everyone's placements are before we move on So you guys are like the astrologists and Uh I just sit back and try to understand. I understand signs. I understand characteristics of signs. Sometimes when Rampage talks, it's like she's lulling me and like, it just sounds so good, but I'm like, I won't fucking remember any of this. (laughs) (laughs) It is a language. So it's like, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people know a certain amount of the language where, you know, it's like the amount of Spanish I can speak, where I can ask where the bathroom is and I can say hello to people, but like, I can't have a full-blown conversation with somebody, right? You know, that takes time. You got to learn the language. So I get it. It, it. it it takes a certain amount of dedication to get there. How do you guys know when people's Saturns are? And like, 
when you're in your Saturn return, isn't that a time when you're doing like a lot of shadow work and like personal growth? Isn't that what it's about? I want to say that I think that the 27 club has been determined like the pre Saturn return club for me, because I feel like at 27, when Saturn is, you know, getting to that point of, you know, going in to this three and a half year journey, sometimes for other people, like my Saturn return has going longer because of the retrogrades, but it is kind of confusing still because I've only been studying astrology, like for about three years with nightlight astrology. So I had to get into like a structured class. I could never self-teach what I know now, but I do um, love Saturn returns because I think that that's the like rite of passage into adulthood in a way. It's like, you're not really like 19 anymore, but you still kind of feel 19, but you kind of need to figure other things out too. And, you know, it's kind of like that rite of passage. And I just feel like it starts around 27. And that's kind of like ironic that we have this 27 club of very talented people that couldn't really work with their shadows. They kind of were consumed with shadows. Um, because I feel like with Saturn, he will put you through a lot of things and see if you will persevere or like push forward. And if you don't, you just get lost and then kind of like scared and it gets scarier and it just keeps getting scarier. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, uh, the 27 club, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen around that point in time. So Gemini to answer your question. Um, there are certain things in astrology. There's certain celestial bodies that move very quickly. So it's like the moon. If someone tells me the exact day they're born, I probably don't know where the moon was because that thing moves really fucking fast. But there are uh, other celestial bodies that move quite slowly. So if you give me like the year that you were born, I probably know what that celestial body is. So I can tell you what sign it's in. Uh, so Saturn has an orbit of 29 and a half years. So uh, at the end of our 20s, we start going through our Saturn return because Saturn is returning for the first time ever in your life at that point in time to the exact same place it was in when you were born. So I think of like Saturn going around your birth chart before then, kind of like with a clipboard, you know, Saturn is very much like hard, like tough love. So Saturn just going around all the different areas of your chart before then, kind of checking on things, seeing where things are. And when it meets back up with your Saturn, uh, like you said, Rampage, it is um, it is the rite of passage into adulthood. Like there really is a huge shift in how you approach your life after you go through your Saturn return while you're going through your Saturn return. Um, it, you know, you're just... <laughs> Before then, you still kind of feel like a little bit immortal in a certain way, like mortality becomes a lot more real during your Saturn return, because I always say that Saturn and Jupiter kind of represent the same thing. Like I imagine them both as these big, beautiful doors that offer you all these gifts and blessings, but like the Jupiter door is just open, just like open it, come right in, like get all these blessings. They're there for you. You can just have them whenever you want. But Saturn is like, actually, you're going to need to bleed out completely on this door. You're going to need to die and then it will open and then you can have all those beautiful, wonderful things. So like Saturn forces you to grow up, forces you to change and like rewrite all your old stories, limiting beliefs, and then you get all the good stuff. You got to work. 
great. <laughs> Super cool. I love it because she, the other day she was like, well, how will I know when mine is? I said, as soon as it leaves Aquarius, yours will be. And I think it is important to know where Saturn is in your chart, because depending on what house it's in, depends on how welcome it is or how happy Saturn is. And luckily I have Saturn in Aquarius. So I feel like I'm making a lot of big changes in Saturn's at home in Aquarius and in Capricorn. So it's like daddy's home, baby. And we're making moves with daddy. (laughs) We're daddy's favorite, but (laughs) You know, having like Saturn in like a Venus world sign, like Libra or Taurus could be very challenging, like in your relationships or your like aesthetics or like your identity, even like it could be like an identity crisis, like depending on where Saturn is or like who he's next to depends on what he's doing in your chart. And so I always like to tell people, like, don't fear something just because of what he stands for, because if you work with Saturn and not against Saturn, like you're going to be okay. Yeah. You got to lean in. You got to lean into it. You just got to like, you just got to say, okay, all right, I'll do it. (laughs) Just tell me where to go. Tell me what to do. I guess I'll figure it out. You know, a lot of times during your Saturn return, uh, you go through really big changes. You know, one of my friends moved to New York. Um, Actually, a lot of people move, like just pack things up, you know, end relationships, start relationships. Like that's, that's what it looks like for a lot of people because it's just like you're kind of waking up to the fact that like oh shit this doesn't work anymore like I gotta figure something else out I gotta I I gotta do something drastic maybe even you know does that mean I'm moving to Kentucky and Pisces season yeah maybe well yeah you're I mean your Saturn return is gonna start next year in March it's coming up it's coming Uh, soon uh, what no, I've been telling Rampage, and I don't even know if we've talked about it on the podcast yet, but I want to be in Kentucky so bad, and my husband and I are planning on going out in April just to, like, go and visit and look around, but I'm seriously manifesting that we are do so good with, like, the projects that we have going that we can go earlier than that and be like, no, fuck it, we're moving here because... I just belong there and I belong near Rampage doing collaborative things and being in an official studio and we're fucking manifesting this shit. And now I know Pisces season is what we got to go for. The little fish is going to swim for the goals. Is it? It's not Pisces season. It's Saturn in Pisces. I don't so, know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, I know what yeah, Pisces season is. In- <laughs> My Pisces is in March. You are, you are both correct here because uh, I don't remember the exact date, but I know that Saturn will be moving into Pisces in March of 2023. So it might be technically during Aries season, but it, it could be, I think it might be during Pisces season. I don't know. My, it's it's around there. I think you're both right here <laughs> in this instance. I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving that we can talk about astrology in a way that works for just like human development in a way like people want to disregard what's going out in space and they're so distracted by what's here on earth and I love to find people who are like no I want to talk about something else like something bigger something more exciting than just like work eat sleep kind of thing even though like 
as a tourist, you know, the stereotypical, I love to take naps and like, I love a good home cooked meal, definitely a love language. But I do think that we are so much more than our Zodiac signs. And it really is in the birth chart. Like the birth chart has all of the secrets and all of the keys. And I think astrology changed my entire life. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, i I'm a practical Capricorn, so even though I've been doing all of these modalities for a long time, been studying and practicing, and I'm doing them professionally even for quite a few years, uh, I still often am stuck in the line of thinking that is, you know, like, is this real? Is this just confirmation bias? Am I making this up? And then like certain things, especially with astrology, things happen and it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> again? Like, wow, it just, it continues to prove itself to be true. And so I think a lot of people who don't um, believe in it, that's not really the right word because like, it's like gravity, baby. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in it, it's here, all right? <laughs> um, but, you know, people who don't uh, ascribe to this uh, tool, um, uh, man, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, like if, if you don't get behind astrology, we can't even understand what you're doing because you're like free balling it out here. Like no tarot cards, no astrology, no Reiki, no herbs, like nothing good if you're not at least working with what nature is providing right now. <laughs> it's all right that you forgot stuff because we get high before we record sometimes and we're just like, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, i I've killed plenty of brain cells in my life. So, and I've, I've, I've hosted podcasts. I've been on plenty of podcasts. So it just happens. I, I've had to get over it, but I did remember what I was going to say, which is that they often want to know like, why, like, why does the moon, you know, being in Scorpio affect us in this way? Right. But that's not what the study of astrology is. It's just, it's, we're not trying to figure out, you know, what makes that happen. We're just studying what happens when it is there, right? We're just studying what happens when Saturn does return, right? And it's a 5,000 year old study. We've got plenty of research, right? So at the end of the day, it's fucking cool that these planetary bodies move around and we are so interconnected with it that it does affect our lives, our tiny little seemingly insignificant lives <laughs> on this little planet in this nowhere galaxy you know it's it's in it's so insanely interesting but i i don't know why you wouldn't want to study it but you know whatever teach their own i guess it kind of gets me going like dinosaurs because it's like what happened to the dinosaurs kind of thing for me and like astrology lines up with that it's like you know we want to understand so many things and i feel like you know you have to dive into those things but you're never really gonna know exactly why you know, the earth is speeding up as we speak because we're going into a new timeline. We're going in, the world is splitting into two and some of us are going one way and the rest of y'all are staying over there. And I feel like the people who have not been doing that work are really missing out on like the magic or the excitement or the unknown possibilities. And I'm all about the unknown. Like the unknown just doesn't scare me anymore. And I think astrology helps you make sense of that in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as humans, we're always searching, you know, for, yeah, trying to connect the dots, trying to make sense of our life and our consciousness. It's the burden of consciousness. It's trying to understand 
what we're doing here. Um, and I think, you know, the beauty of all these things, all these tools is that we don't know why they work. We don't know why. Um, and that has kept me in a state of wonder. I think there's this really myopic belief for a lot of people um, that like we, everything that we know right now about the universe and uh, you know about science is like the end all be all of knowledge. But like we only discovered DNA in what, like the early eighties, you know, like we, we, I, I think truthfully we, we are uh, prehistoric in uh, regards to all that humankind is going to figure out about the universe, about, you know, all the secrets that are out there. So it's like, maybe there, maybe there is some scientific reason for why tarot works, but I don't know it. And I don't care because mystery is part of what makes life exciting. I just know that it continuously works for me and uh, it's very fun. <laughs> We did this, like, it ended up being a blooper episode, but we did a blooper episode where we were like, what if, like, our, our, we're, like, actually living, like, in the dimension that we're supposed to be living in, and, like, we're just, like, playing this game right now, and none of, like, you know, the outside people in our real world are like, they're figuring this shit out, like, oh my god, you know, like, I feel like astrologists are gonna crack the code, and be like, and this is how everybody's energy sync up on this day at this time. And the planets are going to be here and I'm going to be hanging with y'all. Everybody else can, apparently it's going to be two worlds. I choose the world with astrologers. <laughs> You're like, I don't know exactly what they're saying, <laughs> but I know that I'm listening. I know right. it's right. I'm going to say, I have no <laughs> idea what a lot of this even is really meaning. Cause I'm like, look at all the years that you didn't know about the moon over here or like the moon in Aries and why everybody is acting like an asshole or like whatever, you know? And so I'm like, wow, now you get to look at all of these beautiful possibilities and not be like afraid I think that's what one thing astrology did for me is like I stopped being afraid of like living because I had um astrology classes where it was like a zoom class with hundreds of people and there were people from all walks of life all different continents I think we had like like four continents in the class that I was in and my professor would just say really profound things but he found astrology after diving into ayahuasca for like four years and writing all these books about it and healing all this crazy shadow aspects of himself and then his wife is a herbalist so they both you know traveled Bali or you know they did all these really cool things and when I found out that me and him were only like 10 years apart like he was turning 40 and I was turning 30 I was just like in 10 years like imagine where you will be like knowing these tools having these resources and it's just been like uphill from there <laughs> that's fine yeah it gives you a perspective shift gives you uh a little like a little blueprint into the future possibility of what's to come yeah, I mean, I like to think about what kind of crone I'm going to be, you know, what kind of old witchy woman. It's fun to think about. Why did you get into astrology? When did you first start studying that? Um, so as a child and a teenager, all of the horoscopes about Capricorn were like very lame. Like my sister was always, you know, like in like the back of like 17 magazine, like those, 
those kind of horoscopes. Um, my sister was always excited. She would always read hers for cancer and like read out my mom's for Libra. And those were always like cute and fun. And then mine would be like, don't work too hard. And I was like, it's, I'm 13. I really don't. Like, I hate doing my homework. <laughs> uh, and so I was never, I like, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't have an opinion. You know, I feel like back then people didn't really have like strong opinions about astrology like they do now. Um, and then it was honestly uh, only five years ago that my friend sent me the cafe astrology website and was like, hey, can you put in your birth information and tell me like, can you just tell me all of it? Because I need to know. So I plugged it all in and, uh, you know, found out that I was Scorpio moon and an Aquarius rising and then all the other stuff. And I just, I spent a lot of time because like cafe astrology gives you like a whole, like a whole report. So I just spent a lot of time, like not really fully understanding everything that like, you know, all the different like subsections, but I was just reading all of it and studied a lot of it. And I just, I, I never stopped uh learning more from there I just got super fucking into it because like understanding my Aquarius rising I was like oh so that's that's why I was never like a classic Capricorn <laughs> and then you know learning more about my Scorpio moon I was like okay that's why I was really sad <laughs> um so it was yeah it was really I think it's a pretty common story for most people but yeah um finding out what my sun and my what my moon and my rising were uh was quite a revelation so are you also the Pluto and Scorpio generation? Yes, that's me. We're all Pluto and Scorpio generation. And I love the Pluto and Scorpio because I know it's like the modern ruler of Scorpio, Pluto, or like, you know, that's what they linked it up with. And I'm just like, look at me and my people. Like We are about to break boundaries and walls and burn the whole motherfucker down and let's go. And no one really understands that. I think the people that came right before that generation just don't get it at all. They are very much been brainwashed by the boomers and like they are very much like, you know, we're going to be the Karen at the coffee shop that's going off on the girl with the tattoos or like whatever. And I just feel like right now our generation is really rising into their like authentic power and all of these like flaws or things that we thought were flaws growing up. We're like, wow, we're going to use all of that. Like all of that is good. Like that's all really good. And I love that. <laughs> and I think I'm connecting with so many beautiful people that are on the Pluto and Scorpio thing. And I'm just like, these are my people. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Pluto and Scorpio generation is definitely very interesting because uh, we are the generation that destigmatize mental health and going to see a therapist and and you know being on medication if that is what you need and it's what's best for you. Whereas like yeah, the generations prior to us, it was like a very shameful thing. If you did do it, like you had to be in secret, right? There was something wrong with you. Like mental health was definitely not taken care of in any way, shape or form. And I think it makes a lot of sense because Scorpio is a sign that likes to dig deep and, you know, look at the skeletons in the closet. It wants to transform and turn the things that are dark into something that is beautiful. It wants to search for truth. And so Pluto is this planet of deep transformation. So I think generationally, um, it speaks a lot to all of us with this placement because, yeah, I think 
our generation really revolutionized. Like, hey, actually, all of this past generational trauma is like not cool and we'd like it to stop and we are going to seek professional help and we think the rest of you guys should do it too. So we're going to talk about it a lot and all the time. So I love that for us. I also feel like our generation is desigmatizing like anything to do with sex because Pluto also has like some sex qualities to it. And I think anything to do with like the real core value of like what you believe and not just following the herd or like following the pack. I feel like the Pluto and Scorpio generations, like we are not following you, like stop talking to us. And I know Gemini has like a real big issue with like the religious TikTok. Like she has a lot of enemies on, on the religious TikTok. And she has like all of these shirts that say like, Jesus was a witch. Like her merch line is like absolutely pissing everyone off at the grocery store like she also has a shirt like tell everyone I don't know what all they say because they're wild we um the newest so first of all I don't have a problem with Jesus I have a problem with people using the name of Jesus or God in order to judge and condemn others and so we did a shirt that is an up to, upside down cross in flames that says fuck your Jesus I have Jesus was a witch um scratch your spiritual balls we have support your local coven with witches with their titties out dancing around a fire um we've got all kinds of stuff on there but I think that I wouldn't say that I mean I probably do have enemies on religious talk but I'm so fortunate in the fact that really on my pages I've gotten other witches I don't get there are some pages that get like a lot of like religious hate and thankfully I haven't made it on that side it's like we're good but um yeah I do I live in a little religious Idaho town and I apparently I only go to the store on Sundays and I'll like throw my merch on my husband's like well I don't know if you should wear your Jesus was a witch shirt right now everybody's getting out of church <laughs> and I'm like fuck them what are like say something <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I I see a lot of religious stuff on TikTok, but like I mainly see like people who have left, you know, whatever church or denomination they're a part of, you know, reformed or like, you know, a, a gay pastor, you know, like people like that. I get a lot of that. I was never raised religious, so I don't have any religious trauma, but I think just because I am a witch and like so much of witchcraft is like deprogramming religious drama. I get a lot of it on my TikTok and I do enjoy it. I do absorb that media. I'm like, yes, tell me more about Mormonism. I'm listening. Literally me too. I didn't grow up religious. Like I've never set foot in a church with both of my parents at the same time. I only have one picture of me and my mom and dad when I graduated college. Like that's it. There's no childhood photos. There's no like at the Sears or nothing like we're not doing all that so people that went to church with their family like every week and stuff like I know a bunch of people like that like a bunch of people and that's just never been me so I'm very interested in it as well like when the Netflix documentaries come up I'm like must watch because some of that is so traumatic and I can only imagine what really goes on in religion like deep rooted like bible belt people because like 
it's deep it's deep deep and I know that a lot of it is just brainwashing that's what I believe I just think it's brainwashing I think we've lost all the real teachings they've been hidden or burned or destroyed like the real teachings are gone and now we have all this false imposter stuff and that's kind of where I'm at with it I just kind of see through a lot of that imposter information and even like the fear-based information about witchcraft like honestly I don't know why people choose to spread fear constantly on their platforms but I just try to like not interested all the videos like just can't so something and I just made a video about it that I'll post tomorrow but little everybody is on this whole Kat Von D thing right now and her like selling her witch books and my page is full of like she's sold her books because she knows that there's going to be a war on witchcraft and that in two years it'll be illegal and I'm like who the fuck decided that first of all and second of all I just think that it's totally designed to bring down everybody's vibration and make everybody be scared and I feel like everybody's negative energy combined is what's going to make something negative happen in years to come it's not you know if everybody was on this high vibration and manifesting huge glorious shit I don't feel like you'd have to worry about it mm. yeah yeah I mean fear sells I think that's why we have so much of it in America is because we are like the number one capitalistic country and so you know what is going to sell the most products is fear what is going to get the most views scaring people so yeah it, it is unfortunate to see it in our own community people utilizing uh fear to gain more popularity gain more views and clicks and likes um because yeah i mean like you said it's just that is not the kind of energy we need that is not the kind of energy that we are looking to manifest and a lot of times it's it is, it's, it truly is just fear mongering. It's nothing is fact-based, you know, like sometimes with my own astrology postings, uh, sometimes I won't share certain things because I'm like this, this aspect, or, you know, this trend that's coming up is kind of scary. So I think maybe I just won't, <laughs> but sometimes I do share something, but I do my best to like be honest with it without being like, you better fucking watch out tonight. Like this is going to happen, you know, because it is so easy to just, to, to just sell fear because people are going to, people are going to watch. They're going to tune in. I agree. I think we have a good space that we're creating where I'm just like, not even with it. Like if I see something like fear based, I just keep it pushing. I give it little to no energy. I do know Kat Von D bought a house in Indiana, which is a very religious state because I live very close to Indiana. And I know that she was selling all of her like LA mansion and moving to like some small town Indiana. So maybe Gemini, she don't want to wear the fuck your Jesus in the small town because they're going to spray paint her house and like vandalize her cars take the tires off of them or something like religious people in those smaller towns can be very vindictive and maybe she just wants to like get out of the spotlight a little bit so maybe she can do some real blood sacrifice type shit like let me get the eyes off me because I got something I need like <laughs> see and I totally and I totally align with that vibe I get the like I want to be undercover I don't want to be like taboo right now like I've lived my whole life like this I know she has a child but 
it's other people taking things. People like, you know, goddamn well that Lindsay on TikTok doesn't know Kat Von D in real life and doesn't know that Kat Von D knows that in two years it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just some bored person spreading this fear. And unfortunately, it doesn't have to be a fact for people to latch onto it and throw energy into the wrong thing. I think she doesn't want her house spray painted. <laughs> yeah, I think that's valid, you know, and people are just playing off the fear that we just keep losing. We we have lost a lot of rights and a lot of rights are on the table. So I understand that that's like an easy like click. Yeah, we're also going to lose witchcraft, but you have to think about it. Like that's not something that can be like legally proved. Like abortions, it's a medical procedure, right? Uh, interracial marriage, gay marriage, that has a certain amount of legality to it, right? Like those are on the table. Those have been put on the table because they're like, that. <laughs> those are easier things for them to police. Like actual full on witch hunts, like A, they never stop hunting witches. They never will stop hunting witches. But like, I don't know how much they can really make that legal. Like just think, just think critically, Lindsay on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> The bigger picture, I think, is that the woman empowerment movement or just empowering others, because the divine feminine has been pitted against other people where it used to be like the coven or like the the group or, you know, everyone works for everyone. It's been created competition and the patriarchy has brainwashed us to compete with one another and then to hate ourselves on the back end. Make sure you hate yourself as well. So when you're making friends or you're hanging out with people, it's low vibrational. And mm -hmm. I think that's really what's wrong with just the collective is that we're just so brainwashed to hate ourselves that we we subconsciously want to compete with others or break others down and I think spirituality got its gears turning during COVID because people were like wow I don't have to go slave at the nine to five all day I can fucking read a book or I can take a class or I can look around and take a deep breath you know and meditate like I don't I don't have all this stress I'm not commuting and so I think that switch turned something on that's sped up the earth. It's a fact. NASA said it. I think a lot of the things that are going on are happening for a reason. They were already planned. I think, you know, the government's had the internet for a long time compared to like the last 20 years of us thinking the internet started. Like, no baby, we didn't get it. They've had it for a while. And they want us to be reliant on it because they thought we're going to be easier to control this way. And it's the truth. And then they get you brainwashed to believing things that just aren't real through something that actually brings out a lot of really great things. Like the, like the internet has its balance of like really great, and really bad. And I think that it's just a reminder that you have to be the example that you want in your life. And even though there's going to be 10 people spewing hatred, you've got to be that one person in your power. And I'll be honest, like, burn me to the stake and I'm gonna come back and haunt your whole bloodline okay, <laughs> I fucking love you <laughs> I'm a curse baby you can't kill this <laughs> no I wanted to say too that you had mentioned COVID and you had mentioned um like people realizing that they didn't have to go and do the grind and I think that there are I want to say like two different categories of people where there are people where COVID hit and they were like, I told you everything was going to shit. And they're like super, I don't want to say depressed, but they were just super 
in themselves and in how awful things were and in a shutdown mode because everything felt shut down. And then there was this other people like Rampage and myself, and I'm sure you, Jasmine, who were like, oh, no, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Now everybody's at home with no option but to be on their phone watching my content. That's when I build, built my stuff. That's when I started my business. I was like, well, you know, let me do some classes for for my readings. Let me figure out this. Let me sit at home and, and read and figure out how to master my gifts. And I feel like we are rampage. And I, right now, I feel like are kind of attracting energies to us of people like you, Jasmine, who had an elevated energy during this time and had this huge, like, let me pour like spirits messages and positivity into people who aren't feeling that right now and elevate everybody. Yeah, I uh, quit my job and I went full time with my business when lockdown happened. So yeah, you that, did. <laughs> that is what I did. But I found that I um, it it has been a struggle. I found that it was easier to be in my spirituality and like be in the energy of love pre-pandemic. I think just because there is such a collective pain and panic and I just, I feel it. And so it's been like a continuous, like, you know, uh, up and down and slow crawl to, to really feeling just truly connected again. Like I'm always working. I'm always trying to get there, but it has been tough. In 2020, I felt a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger inside of me. That was a tough year, especially that summer. Man, there was a Mars retrograde in Aries, and I was not good. I never used to do this, but I just got in so many fights with just like, you know, no name, no profile picture people on the internet. Like, what was I doing? What was I doing? You know, just got like, I couldn't be stopped. I couldn't be stopped. Um, so it's been an interesting time for sure. I mean, I haven't stopped any, anything that I've done, uh, but I will say that, you know, post pandemic, uh, America, I can feel the energy of it. I definitely like, I quit my job because I was like, I, I was working, um, in childcare and I was like, Hey, I'm not going to spend time around children right now. Like children spend the most time around babies and, the elderly and I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to accidentally kill any babies or elderly people so I was like I'm gonna leave um and also I just don't feel like hanging out with like a bunch of seven-year-olds right now is also like the best use of my time I feel like doing tarot readings and astrology readings is far more necessary so yeah you know no regrets there I'm I'm glad that I've I've done what I've done and I've, I've built what I've built but it's a funky energy. It is a strange time to be alive. I mean, just once again, going back to the fact that the earth is spinning faster. I just, that is wild to me. I hope it doesn't spin so fast that it like just shoots us all off the earth. (laughs) What bothers me about the earth spinning faster is now they're saying we need to factor in a leap a second. Well, it's like, what calendar or clock are you trying to keep up with? Just speed shit up. 
you know what I mean? Why are we going to lose a second when we should gain a second, bro? Like, make it make sense. That doesn't make sense to me because when I heard that, I'm like, why are they taking away time? Because, like, what timeline are they trying to keep up with? I'm not even on that timeline. I'm on the, the second clicker. So I will just completely disregard anything that you all change. And I think it's funny because I learned from TikTok that other countries have 13 months, like like in the African Congo and areas that were never colonized have 13 months. And I'm like, we are not in 2022. They've been lying about that for like a long time about what real, you know, I don't think like, because time's not real. I just don't think we know any of these real concepts. So it's like, why are we losing a second when I'm about to blast off this motherfucker? Like I'm about to go somewhere (laughs) else. You're trying to take time away. Like, no, you ain't. Well, and my understanding, and this might be wrong and like you guys will laugh, but my understanding was that the years that we have are like from Jesus's birth or something. And so like 20, like 2022 AD is after death. Like it's like the calendar started when he died and then BC is before Christ. And that was before. So isn't our whole timeline based on this like hypothetical thought that 2022 years ago, homeboy got killed off, came back, went away and all that. Yeah. And I think even that's like hypothetical, like the like exact date. Right. Cause like he, w- he died, you know, according to the celebrations in uh, in the spring didn't he so why isn't that when our calendar year begins you know that yes. would make sense and that's when I mean that's when other calendar years begin because spring just like paying attention to the seasons that is like the normal that that just like makes sense uh for like a, it the whole planet becomes you know it springs anew like life literally is born again during springtime so the spring equinox would make sense which is why that is when easter is right around that time um but yeah i mean even the like so we use the greco-roman calendar and the reason we have leap years is because like the way that we like there isn't 24 hours in a day that's why because it's like 24 hours and like I don't know I think it might just be uh just like a couple like um me I don't know if it's seconds or minutes I'm not really good at quantifying things (laughs) off the top of my head but it's like a small amount of time 24 hours and a little bit which is why every four years we get a whole extra day because it's like we've just been accumulating them every day and so we just throw it at the end of February so like even the idea that every day is 24 hours is actually a lie, you know? So it's like, yeah, like I agree. Time, time is kind of real in another sense. It also isn't because we do this kind of shit with it. Like, is it really real at the end of the day? It's, it's wibbly wobbly. I mean, we experience time linearly, like that's true. You know, I can't just zap back to my three-year-old self. I mean, I can do a meditation and get like, I definitely, definitely get there, but it's not the same. Like I can't physically be back in that body. Um, but, but in a certain sense, time, I don't know. It's an interesting concept and it is definitely man-made. You know, like my cat doesn't experience time. My cat doesn't understand what that means. <laughs> my, my cat's just vibing. I'm just imagining the listeners listening to this episode and being like, what is life? Everything I thought I knew. 
when I read Earth was spinning quicker, I'm just like, I know that we are splitting timelines. And I think the people who are in the fear-based and the negative timeline, they're staying there. And like, I have already disconnected from that timeline. Like I've not been on that timeline in a long time. So it's like, wow, I believe like we just have so much in store in the next like we'll say whatever 300 years like in the next 300 years even though like I won't know for sure maybe I will maybe I won't like something big will happen here on earth but I just believe that a lot of people that are not from this place originally have just like ascended here or descended here to like help these fuckers out like I don't know why that we choose to like ruin the earth when it was just it's just so perfect like this Wendy's ain't shit compared to like what was here before like I thought <laughs> thing, it was like look Lewis and Clark it'll be great and it's just like New York City which looks like <laughs> I mean it just does and I just think like we are going backwards with technology rather than utilizing it for like healing and preparation and and forwardness um I think you know healthcare has just became like a system to keep you sick. And like a lot of things in this life have. And I just believe that there's a reason for all of that. Like, I don't know the reason and and I don't live my life trying to worry about it either. I'm just living. I'm trying to be like a cat and just be like, that's the <laughs> main goal is like, just be. She is trying to take her naps throughout the day, trying <laughs> yeah. to just avoid any yeah. conflicts. Yeah, just have a nap, have a good meal, just kitty life, you know? <laughs> have a good meal. <laughs> well, you know, like, so when it comes to Western medicine as well, I mean, this is the kind of bitch I am. I'm always going to, there's a there's a few things I'm always going to point it back to, and one of them is capitalism. Because, like, Western medicine in and of itself is not inherently bad. Like, the fact that we can give heart transplants absolutely incredible chef's kiss love it but there are there are so many mechanisms within the healthcare system that are so fucking corrupt and horrible and it just goes back to greed it goes back to capitalism it goes back to making a fucking buck instead of remembering that it is healthcare and we should just like fucking take care of people you know it's like we've strayed so far from like who we are like we should just it, it, it's such a simple concept uh, where I think a lot of where my frustration in the past few years of my life has come from is like it's so simple like we should just be nice to each other and we should just take care of each other and support each other and life shouldn't be this hard but for some fucking reason it is you know people create these systems that make life hard I agree with what you said, but I would have agreed with you anyways, even if I didn't agree, because you started your sentence with this is the kind of bitch I am. And I immediately am like, tell me what kind of bitch you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you know, capitalism <laughs> is a problem. And I think I personally being like just a young just American, I'm like so distraught by all the like brainwashes that I believed up until like about three years ago when I was like, what the fuck did I like think? Because like, I don't think that now. And I think my whole entire spiritual awakening has just been like debunking capitalism because I'm like, actually, when I think negative about myself or about something, I ask myself now, who profits off this thought every single time? It doesn't matter if it's like, wow, like, you know, 
it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if it's about my body, if it's about my life, it's about anything. I'm like, who profits off this? And as soon as you start pointing out that multiple people profit off that thought or that idea, it's a lot easier to like release those as not being your own. Oh yeah. That's like, that's like a great mantra. Like that, that's, that's something you can use for all sorts of things. Like even when you're thinking a bad thought about someone else, right? Like some stranger you see on the street, like, why am I thinking that thought? Who profits off that? You know, I bet you can find a reason. I bet you can find someone who profits off it. I'm going to use that because that'll help me just like, you know, <laughs> clean the dirt off my hands and say, you know what? Fuck that. They don't get my money for this thought. Never mind. Exactly. Uh, I, w- when I was like deprogramming my like, um, you know, internalized misogyny when I was younger, uh, you know, because we have those, we have those thoughts programmed to us, like you were talking before about uh, being in competition with other people, right? Um, and so like seeing people and being like, why is she wearing that? You know, like whenever that would pop up into my head when I was younger, I'd always be like, mm, no, I don't like that. That's salty. And instead I'd be like, oh, well, her hair looks incredible today. You know, just like replacing it with something else. That was always so helpful. Like, not going to let anyone profit off this. Instead, I'm going to reprogram it by putting something lovely in its place. Yeah. And it's actually crazy because... I'm seeing it with my stepdaughter now. She's 10. And I'm seeing the kinds of things that she's watching on TV or the kinds of videos that like are popular. And I have to have conversations with her of like, no, you don't have to compare yourself because they're doing that in the in the show. Like that's really catty. You don't need to watch that. She right now she's on this like mean girls kick and she keeps on wanting to watch mean girls. And it made me think because I was what not at 10, but I was watching Mean Girls when I was younger. And I remember like being at school and I never like picked on other people, but I remember comments being made about like my stuff. And so I remember taking to social media when I first had Facebooks. And it makes me wonder if somebody was to scroll back through like 2009, Diana, like you would get a completely different person because of the kinds of things that I was watching and that my peers were watching. And it's like Hollywood profiting off of things, makeup companies profiting off of things, clothing designers profiting off of things. And I also wonder how much is like, how much is uh, fuel is on the fire in the US? Because I know that like, there are other countries where they get clothes from the US that here were like, oh, that's like your hand me down, whatever. And they fucking feel like they're living. You see them in like their FUBU or whatever. And you're like, yeah, you know, like. I can't I believe know. you just dropped FUBU. <laughs> I haven't thought about FUBU in years. Incredible. <laughs> what did FUBU stand for? I forgot. For us, by us. There you go. Mom, it was for black love. people. It was not for us. <laughs> My mom loved her some boo-boo and back in the nineties, my mom was so stylish. Like I look back now and I'm like, I wish she would have kept all of that stuff. Like, why did you get rid of all those really retro items from the eighties or like just in general? But I think that, you know, it really happens in waves, like everything that we're worried about in the collective, it just comes and goes in waves. And I like to look back at like my space, like, we were really learning how to code. And that was like a six figure job. Like we were kind of like, yes, French kissing with a six figure income. And I'm kind of salty that all of a sudden they were like, Oh, don't take the Karens over to Facebook and we'll get your grandma on there. 
to watch you now because we know that you need everyone in your family and your business. So take it where everyone is. And I think when we lost MySpace as a generation, it was just like a traumatic experience thinking that Twitter replaced it because it didn't. It just didn't. There's like a hole in my heart. And I think that there was so much potential because MySpace was like artistry and music and anyone could create. It was like the original like creator zone. And like, I think so much in the universe right now, like especially with the artificial reality and the things like that are just to keep us at home, quiet, distracted and miserable like that's like the motto right now since COVID it's like can I make you more miserable well I don't know let me try like hold my beer let me see I'll make you more miserable no but here's white calls everybody should drink white calls it's like that Josie and the Pussycats movie where it's like they got the headphones and in the music it's always telling them to do something that's what's going on right now Mm-hmm. I tell you what, like I would do a whole lot more than French kiss a six finger income right now. I'm about it. Fucking <laughs> yeah. so make it happen. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Good. <laughs> I'll even go for high five. I'll go. I'll do things to a high five income, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Someone's listening to this. Like all they need is money. Hey, well, yeah. I think like, honestly, <laughs> If I could just live a really quiet life somewhere in the woods and just travel, like, and just do things and just have unlimited resources, that'd be great right now. Like, can you just tell me what that is? But I know that the more that we do this inner work and this shadow work and connect with people that really fuel that fire, because I'm feeling so inspired right now. It's just like, that's what life is about. And we've been taught to kind of just seclude and and be miserable or unhappy with ourselves so that we're not really showing up in the universe. We're not really showing up in our highest and best. And I think that's what we really wanted to connect with you, Jasmine, because I was like, this girl like has something about her, like your energy. It's like your aura. It's very fairy energy that I feel like very lighthearted, kind of like, don't fuck with me, but like, I'm going to be nice anyway like it's, yeah yeah is that the capricorn I, no the capricorn is definitely like just don't fuck with me just don't even talk to me the aquarius is like yeah i'm fun but also don't fuck with me <laughs> they're both they're both ruled by saturn both those signs um but also like you know in my lineage i have like a lot of um like glamour magic the glamour magic runs in my family so like self-expression is something that comes very easily to um, like my matriarchal line, uh, like back, like like many many years and centuries, like back to France. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know the that is um, yeah, it's a little bit of a superpower I have uh, it, just to be able to be me. How old are you? Thirty one and okay. a half. I'm 30. So I feel like we all being so close in age have just grown up with the same programs, like the same brainwashes, the same generational stuff that kind of come up like prior to us. And, you know, being a part of something that's shifting all of that or being that revolution is like all my heart ever wanted as like a 12 year old, like just revolution, you know, changing 
everything. Like that's kind of what I think like my Saturn and Aquarius has been is just like, let's change everything, like every single thing about the situation. And I think sometimes that is the best life to lead because so many people in our reality are just caught up on what they're told. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think we also grew up with so much programming or just like so much storytelling around, you know, just heroes who did lead revolutions, you know, who, and, and you know, there, to a certain extent, there are always stories about, you know, a hero who, um, you know, frees people from certain, you know, strings of society. But I just, I feel like there was like so many, like very epic young adult focused like stories when we were growing up, you know, that was like, it, you know, Harry Potter for whatever people want to say about it. Like that was coming out, like the books and the movies were coming out like so heavily when we were young. And I, and there were, you know, a lot of other stories that came out, you know, in the years around it and after it that were also just like very heroic tales of like, uh, you know, destroying capitalism and fascism, you know, essentially, but in like a very like, you know, whimsical wizardry kind of way. And so I feel like a lot of us had that sense of revolution imbued into us. And I do remember growing older and being like, oh, magic's not real. And then once I got into witchcraft, I was like, oh, fuck, yes, it is. Like, <laughs> like this changes everything. And then it just, yeah, it definitely uh inspired me and uh you know all of the all of those feelings I had as a kid all of the magic and wonder was able to come back to me but like in this very real way which was exciting in its own way because you know I disassociated a lot as a child with the different stories that I like to consume but then I got to be an adult and I was like wait I can actually do magic and like we can actually create change and like life can be cool and interesting. Like, okay, all right, sign me up. I'm into it. I was thinking about what you were saying when you were talking about like what you, what we were consuming younger and like the hero, whatever thing. And it made me think about, I was thinking about the movie Hercules recently because when I was growing up, I remember Meg just being like, no, fuck you, Hercules. Like, I don't want it. But in the end, the whole underlying thing is that she like does want him and every woman, even Mulan, she's trying to get with dude the, like at the end, you know what I mean? And like the guys are all making comments about her and things. And so all of the movies and all of the things were always very much like you have to rely on a man. And yeah, you can be really independent or whatever, but either you're going to be relying on Hades or you're going to be relying on Hercules, but they have to fight over you to figure out which way you're going to go because you can't make up your own mind. And then Beauty and the Beast was yeah, she's selfless and she does this for her father. But then in the end, she's still having to do whatever this guy says and then falls in love with that after being after he's like uh, mistreated her and had her locked in a cell and shit and is like yelling at her and force feeding her. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like all of these things. And then you grow up and you're like, well, how come women aren't more independent? Well, I fucking wonder. <laughs> Have you ever seen, just a slight aside, because you brought up Beauty and the Beast, have you ever seen the TikToks where people will, like, reenact Beauty and the Beast, but, um, like, at the end, be, uh, um, Belle is, like, 
disappointed by the human form of the beast like insinuating that she was into the beast not, no not but the if guy. you would find them please send them to me <laughs> i mean i love it <laughs> whenever i, I watch disney movies as an adult i'm just not that into them like i know mm-hmm. a lot of people are just like this is still my favorite movie and i could watch it all the time and like i got on disney plus and i like just couldn't like i don't know why it was just like not for me to like relive all those moments maybe like one day when i have a child or something i'll watch it then but it's just like not gonna sit down and watch this right now but I will watch Blow for like the 15,000th time because Johnny Depp in that movie is like so iconic but other even than- without a throat tat even without the throat tat yeah <laughs> like he got the gangster he got the gangster card so like if you have a gangster card you don't need the throat tat but for anyone listening a throat tat is an avatar upgrade if you get the throat tat girls will be all over you like they just will and you should both do both sides of your neck because that would be better for you the rampage is literally like i was at the gym and i was just looking and like if they just got some throat tats they'd be way nicer to look at <laughs> i do also appreciate a hand tattoo once again both sides it's a better avatar upgrade literally like they call it the warp tour bodysuit you just get the throat in your hands and then you wear hoodies and then no one knows that you don't have other tattoos yeah i have seen There's i have no seen... flesh coverage anywhere <laughs> except their hands and their neck and they're wearing sweaters in 100 degrees so women think they're attractive okay but yes people there there are young men there are gen z boys who do have that and it is insane when they are not in their sweaters and you see just like, yes, just their flesh and then the neck and the hands. It's like, no, honey, you did that backwards. Those are supposed to be last. <laughs> Those are supposed to be the cherries on top of the Sunday, honey. In my day, you weren't allowed to get a neck tattoo or hand tattoos before you had other shit. It was a code of conduct, you know? You, they were, you were supposed to get turned away. Not anymore, I guess. There are these videos... I oh my gosh I can't think of the song that's on it but um that they're doing but the one video I can think of is this like scrawny skinny white dude that has a tattoo of like a shark on his arm or something and it's talking about like his body's like covered in tattoos or whatever and he's like yeah and then somebody stitches it this dude who's like covered head to toe in tattoos and he's like that's cute and it I don't know it just when you're talking that just sticks out in my mind of like the one tattoo and they're like I'm so bad (laughs) I like love that people are just starting to be so more accepting of tattoos like it's just kind of like not the thing that it used to be and so if anything we are breaking stigmas not all of them will be broken this lifetime but we are working on it and I think even though we're so far away from where we want to be collectively and they keep trying to like knock us down or like kick us while we're down we're gonna get there and I think this conversation like none of us know each other on like a core level like but the energy speaks for itself and that's why I'm just so blessed to have this podcast and be able to bring a beautiful guest on like Jasmine tonight and just be able to connect because it's like this is what makes it worthwhile even when there's a lot going on in the world and 
we it's very uncertain it's just like a beautiful thing to know that you can always go back to like that oneness and that connection with people that have those pure intentions for others or for the universe and Jasmine what's coming next for your business like what are you working on anything that you want to share with with the audience so there's nothing big coming up in my business because my my life is currently going through a big um upheaval. Um, I'm uh, breaking up with my boyfriend and I'm packing up all my things and I'm moving to Portland in two weeks. So I'm preparing for that. Uh, so <laughs> I'm actually taking time off work. But when I do, I, I've never lived on my own. I'm going to live on my own for the first time, which I'm like very excited about. Um, and I, I have never been the girly who's in charge of the internet, you know, setting up the internet, paying the internet bill and any of my other uh, housing situations. So I just, I don't trust myself to get my internet up and running very quickly. So I'm like trying to do as much work as possible in the next two weeks before I move so that I can take the rest of the month off. But if anyone is interested, I am planning on, um, I, I do mentorships. That is like the bulk of my work. I do a lot of readings as well. You can always check out my website, which is jasminewolf.xyz. It's not .com. That is someone else. You can support her too, but she's not me. Um, uh, you can find all my readings there. You can feel free to order one if you're listening before August 20th. Um, you can order one after August 20th. You just got to be a little patient. But yeah, and um, sometime in September, I will launch my newest mentorship, which will be the third round of my tarot mentorship. Um, yeah, so that'll be like, uh, I think it's a five month one-on-one -on -one tarot mentorship. Um, it is always a really good time. I love teaching tarot. So if you liked my point of view, you'll probably like my teaching style. Cause it's, I mean, we're, we're all sitting here talking on zoom. That is what my mentorships are like. We'll talk on, we'll sit <laughs> an hour each week on zoom. We'll hang out, but we'll talk about tarot. So yeah, that's, what's going on with me. Um, thank you guys so much for having me here. This has been so much fun. You're welcome. And I hope that zoom sponsors your readings after this shout out. Yes, uh, they better. <laughs> so I just have a question. Does your boyfriend know you're breaking up with him? Same question. <laughs> I know. I was, I was for a brief moment. I was gonna say. So sorry for like dumping everything about my life, but I talk about it all the time on the internet. So I might. I thought I no. We. <laughs> what we, does he know? Um, yes, he knows. He knows. Okay. We we decided to break up like three months ago. So, but we were neither was. We're not breaking up because we hate each other or anything. It's very amicable. And we're both, we're non-monogamous. So we're not like fully breaking up. I mean, we're going to be in different states. So we're not going to be like hanging out all the time. But, you know, we'll still like kind of be partners. We'll still be in each other's lives. But, you know, we're not going to get married like we plan to get married. You know, we're not going to buy a house or get a pit bull. So, you know, definitely burying the life that we plan together. Very sad that his mom is not going to be my mother-in-law because she's the best. Um, so definitely still a big change, but yeah, no, he knows and it's amicable. It's all good. But how wild would it be if he didn't know? And I was just telling people. <laughs> That's what we were like. 
I was like, well, this You're... will actually be the announcement for him. Yeah, I'm going to send it to him. On air. Just sends the podcast on her adventure. I'll, I'll just bring him in right now. Can you go for a second? <laughs> well, Jasmine, this has been beautiful. I literally want to get you back on here after your move, after you get settled six months down the road and just get a check-in with you because I feel like you're really doing great things because you're making the changes you know you need to make. And that's why I love connecting with people I don't know because it's like, wow, they're doing so many amazing things. And like, I don't know your whole story. I don't know anything that, you know, those things we want to hide or we don't want to talk about. It's like, it's cool to meet strangers that are really cheering you on from the sidelines because it's like, wow, they have no ulterior motive because like they don't know me like you know and it's so amazing that the internet brings people together like this yes absolutely I agree I would be happy I would be happy to come on anytime you guys want let me know hit me up I have a feeling that this move to Portland is going to be a huge energetic shift for me you know moving out of this relationship could be a huge energetic shift so I'm really excited for what's coming next for me and I would love to check back in with you guys because this has been this has been really fun. This has been inspiring. It's always so good to meet with like-minded people and just check in and shoot the shit. So yeah, once again, thanks so much for having me. It's been, yeah, it's been a blast. Yes, it has been. Yeah, I've been, I love this. I love getting to know you. I have to double check that I'm following you on everything because now I need to know when you're doing your mentorship classes and, and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, I, I, yes, we gotta make sure we gotta do a follow loop, make sure we're all in. We gotta, we, we've got each other's numbers. We're in a group chat, so we'll yeah, figure it out. Group chat. Well, we will link all of Jasmine's social medias, her website, and all of her details in the description box. Make sure you follow her, check it out. We also want to let everyone know you can watch this video on Patreon. We both have Patreons. They are linked on our personal websites, which are also in the description box. You can watch the video, get readings, have a good time with our monthly shenanigans, or you can listen for free. We've had a lot of questions about this. You can watch on Patreon and you can listen on your favorite streaming app. So thank you so much for joining us on Lick It Like a Lollipop. We love you all and we will see you all soon. Bye.